guys. Welcome to uh, the Hustle Podcast. This is episode 10. And today we have a special kind of interesting story that we thought we'd, we'd like to tell. Or at least Anthony and Natalie have a special story that they'd like to tell. And I'm very interested to hear this story. <laughs> the content sounds very interesting. So, um, so Anthony and Natalie share a story about working with David Blaine. That's right, the magician. And why treating people with respect and fair pay is critical to long-lasting impressions. So, Anthony and Natalie, if you guys don't mind, would you set it up? Where are you? Like, when, when was this? Okay, so this was probably 2007. Uh, we were living in New York City at the time. And um, one of the partners at the agency that I worked at um, knew David Blaine from childhood. They went to high school or college or something like that to get any anyway they knew each other on a personal level and uh david blaine uh called up my boss and asked him if the agency could help him with some stuff and he's like no i can't but i'll ask some of my employees if they want to help and we'll see if we can do that so my boss calls me it's a saturday and he's like hey uh i know it's a saturday and i, I hate to bother you but i have this interesting opportunity if you want to do it david blaine is looking for some help with a new project that he has going on and he's looking for help today <laughs> and the work has to be complete today. Are, are you up for it? Crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was a little weird, but you know, when it's, when, when David Blaine, when you have an <laughs> opportunity to work with David Blaine, and at least at that point in time, you know, I, you know, I thought David Blaine was kind of cool and uh, it was an interesting opportunity um, to do something different. Sure. So I, you know, I went to Natalie and my brother, we all shared an apartment, and I said, hey, uh, what would you guys think about working with David Blaine today? And uh, <laughs> um, it was pretty unanimous. We were all very excited about doing it, so we dropped everything we were doing and got ready and headed head over there. And so it was you, Natalie, and your brother, Matt, who also works at Fun Size now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So then what happened? <laughs> oh, so we met him at, I think it was like 6 o'clock in the evening, and he gave us an address. We got texted an address from Anthony's old boss and we walked, it was somewhere in Chelsea, 27th street or something like that. And we walked there. We gave David Blaine a call. He came downstairs to kind of grab us, took us upstairs. And we were up this elevator with David Blaine, probably all of us in, like on the inside, freaking out a little bit. And then the, um, so he himself came to get you. He didn't send like a yeah. henchman or something nope. to summon you upstairs. Okay. He opened the door. Uh, yeah. And then we got off the elevator and it was just this bookcase in front of us. And we were like, okay, this is pretty neat. And he just opens the bookcase and we're just walking through this maze of bookcases with books from um, floor to ceiling and walking through these little glass cases with things like things from Houdini. And like, I don't know if. It really? was really this crazy. Was, this was an apartment? Or? It, it was a entire floor of a New York City building. It was wow. like an and, his office. Like his, a brownstone? Or is, um, it was just a regular office it, building. It was more of like yeah. an off... It was more of like... I can't remember. Like more of an industrial kind of building. There's a lot of buildings in Chelsea, like old textile factories and stuff like that. But the the visual... It's just so hard to describe... I mean, it, describe what this was like. It felt it was like, like a layer out of a of out of a book yeah. you know like uh, hidden rooms and wall-to-wall -wall ceiling libraries and he had his you know an assistant magician that was like 60 or 70 years old that was wearing like a purple cape and they <laughs> were doing experiments and Wait, you know <laughs> they were t we even got a demo of some of the you know like you know some of the tricks they were working on it was just crazy uh and, and 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 knowing how expensive you know things are in new york i mean this is a this was a 
really decked out super secret place you could tell like it, it had no labels on it or anything like weird no signs or you know it, so it, it, this is a normal saturday your boss calls you says hey david blaine wants to work with you you guys go you meet him you're suddenly in this strange fortress office <laughs> we didn't at this time we didn't even know what we were going to be working on we just knew we were going to working on something and it was design that's yeah. what Anthony's boss said. Well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. At least he knew that. <laughs> so we got yeah. the tour, and David's like, David, huh? He's like, hey, let's go to Starbucks. Who wants coffee? So his little entourage, it was like um, the wizard guy and this girl that does most of his artwork for his posters. Uh-huh. The, I guess, six of us walked to Starbucks, and you can just tell people are like, oh, look, this David Blaine, that's so cool. And, you know, Anthony, myself, and Matthew were probably like, yeah, we're hanging out with David Blaine. This is so cool. Like, we're going to Starbucks Here's with Here's your him. cappuccino, David. Yeah. Oh, so it was, cool. Yeah, we walked yeah. back, uh, went through the whole maze thing again, sat down at this conference table that was probably big enough for 10 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of just gave us a lowdown on what he wanted us to work on. And at the time, you know, I mean, he called up Anthony's old boss. So we were like, maybe he needs a website or something, right? Like, Let's bring our computers. Um, But that wasn't what it was at all. (laughs) Okay, so um, I'll try not... I mean, from my knowledge, he never launched this, so I I don't think it's confidential, but at the time... We didn't sign anything. Yeah, we we sat down, and he said, okay, look, here's the deal. I'm opening a new restaurant, and my meeting with the investors is tomorrow. And so I need a... I need artwork for a pitch that I can use to sell my concept. So our first impression of that, we kind of looked at each other. I kind of remember we were like, okay, um, this is not a website. What is it we're doing? It's like a pitch deck. kind of. He wanted- and we thought then, okay, maybe that was the net. That, if it wasn't a website, maybe it's a pitch deck. Um, but then he gave us the pitch. And his this themed restaurant that he wanted to open was all magic-based. Really? Uh, so like th- this this uh this restaurant was to have 12 rooms and each room had completely different interior design with wow. with crazy stuff like one room had a was going to have a circular aquarium in the middle with an octopus that who it appears that his tentacles are reaching out uh you know grabbing people and one room would have like a monkey on a on a cycle you know going you know on a tight ropes and uh, I, it was like a mermaid in a shell or something like that that changes, like morphs into something else and serves you a drink. Crazy. Yeah, things like this. <laughs> and there's 12 of these rooms. And here it is. By this time, it's like 7 o'clock. Yeah. So we're we're thinking, okay, it's 7 o'clock. So it's been like all day. You're just like hanging out with him? Well, we yes. only maybe hung out for an hour or two before we got the pitch. Oh, yeah. Okay. But by this time, it was probably, you know, it was probably eight, eight o'clock or so. And, you know, it's a, it was a weekend. It actually wasn't a Saturday now that I think about it. It was a Sunday. We had to go to work the next day. So we were like, okay, it's eight o'clock. We need to be in, back in Brooklyn by 11. So we got like three, three hours, right? Wow. What are we going to do with these 12 room things? Um, what he was wanting was artwork, like yeah. hand drawn, like painted. Pencil, renderings. pencil and paint and color pencil, like masterpieces. Wow! And it, you guys are like, you know, we're graphic yeah. designers, right? We're yeah. not like architects. Uh, even or... even his employee that was an artist was like, "This is impossible. This is an impossible task." And we were like, "Yeah, this is this is pretty impossible." And I remember us uh, telling telling him like, "Look, you know." there's no way we can do this. And why did you wait to the last minute? And like, you know, like there's yeah. not going to be much we can do. 
But I said, you know what, um, we can pull a trick from the agency world and do some mood board work for you. Pull a trick. (laughs) 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 So, you know, we explained to him what a mood board was. We said, you know, we can take the inspiration that you have for these rooms and we can put a, we can do some internet research and we can pull together some images and build a collage so that your investors get an idea of what the feeling of these rooms are going to be. And we can supplement that with written bullets and maybe a little bit of hand drawing. Yeah, that's yeah, that's and, a good. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but that's how we proceeded. Yeah, well, I mean, we didn't go that route, so I would assume that he said no, <laughs> because I remember just sitting there staring at pen and paper, and just not knowing what to do. So I started drawing this couch, and I'm not an artist, I, you know. So I drew this couch; and it looked like a donut, or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was just not a couch. Um, okay. Wasn't going very well. Matthew was also trying to draw like the mermaid didn't go very well so we went through all this paper and two hours later really didn't have anything yeah because I mean it, it I mean he's asking you to do something that's not your profession or right. so, yeah and something yeah. would take weeks or months to do even if to it prepare was for a, right yeah an investor meeting yeah yeah wow okay. yeah it, it was really difficult like I you know I, I was kind of crying inside you know because you know that you're like on the spot yeah right? and yeah and, uh, and, you know, at this moment in time, we didn't even know what we were going to get paid. We didn't really care. We just thought it was an opera. We th- what we thought, honestly, in our hearts was that we were helping a friend of a friend do something. You know, we felt like we were doing, we, we took a, a Sunday out of our weekend, out of the kindness of our heart to help someone. Mm-hmm. And we were only thinking about money, really. Mm-hmm. At least I wasn't. So how did this all, like, end up? Like you did this stuff and it just didn't really work out, you and you just like yeah. awkwardly left. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had it was we stayed past eleven for sure. It was like one o'clock in the morning, and we were all getting tired. And um, David Blaine kind of came out from behind his bookcase <laughs> and summoned Anthony, <laughs> and was like, "Can you please come back here and present the work that you've done so far?" And I'll leave that to Anthony to tell yeah, you what happened so behind what the bookcase. Happened behind <laughs> so the yeah, I mean, so keep in mind that you know at this time, you know, I was, you know, Natalie was like 21 years old. I was, you know, I wasn't that old either. I was maybe 27. I didn't have a lot of experience like presenting work. You know, this year was my first year really being a creative director, so I was a bit worried not only of presenting it to someone like this, but also knowing that we did not, we could not do what he was asking us to do. So I was trying to, you know, in the best way I could, convince him that what we did was better than nothing. And so he sat down uh, to my right, and um, Natalie and Matt and everyone else were to my left. And I'm and I'm and I lay each page down, and he says, "Can't use it. Shit, doesn't work. Piece of crap. Not gonna. I don't want to look at it. Wow. Like, pretty much no discussion." at all he, he he literally just made me go through the stack of papers and to each you know new page landing on the table you know we were told uh how much of a piece of shit it was basically and how shitty yeah our work yeah. was and even so, after we told him that we that wasn't what we did yeah that's mean <laughs> yeah and uh he uh <laughs> he came he went he disappeared for a little bit and came back and he handed us each a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars and escorted us out the building um, and you know, after telling us that you know he, that you know we he couldn't use what anything that we did, and you know we I don't remember uh, whether I was thinking this or or if I actually said it, but 
I want to believe that I told him that you know that he waited you know way too long to do the, to do something like this. Um, yeah. But I don't remember if I if I really defended you know the professional sort of stance on the mistake that he made. Yeah, because I mean, the mistake. Yeah, the mistake that he made was. I have a meeting tomorrow, right? Yeah. And I maybe I better have some visuals for this. Like, geez. And he made that yeah. your problem. Right. And he's he probably just like, a... I'm David Blaine and I can get this in yeah. six hours. Man. Who knows what yeah. that guy was It was, it was demoralizing. You know, yeah. we, we thought we were there to help, help someone and it clearly wasn't appreciated. And, you know, it was a challenge that we tried to take on to push ourselves to do something different, which, you know, I think was cool. But right. um, we, we walked away, you know, and of course the, you know, it took an hour to get home on the train and we were, Wrong, really. I mean, the really good thing is that even though it's it wasn't ideal, like an ideal situation, mm-hmm. we did walk away with it with some learnings. I think that yeah. we still kind of talk about seven years later. Yeah. <laughs> Just you know, so... not get roped into another David Blaine <laughs> yes. situation. The only well, thing, the only the only thing I remember after that is that night I wrote an email to my boss and I said, "Hey, David Blaine's an asshole." <laughs> like, <laughs> that was just all you said. <laughs> just want to let you know. Like, I told him, I was like, "Just want to let you know, this is a terrible experience, man." Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what would you say you know you guys say you always think back to this experience when you're like oh well remember we learned that lesson yeah. what what would you can you like well, one of <laughs> summarize them, the lesson yeah in summary like one of those I think is just even though a project may be really enticing and it may be with like one of the best clients or your dream client or whatnot, you know like don't jump in head first it's not an excuse just to kind of that's true. I man, I, I think that's a good point. I am very easily like excited. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, hard not, not to be. be. Yeah, but once and and to the other another point is when someone is that behind schedule. Yeah. Um. The it's it's bound. There's a reason why. It's because they're 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 not prepared. No. And it, you know it doesn't matter what you do or how good you are. It's not. It, it may not end right. You know. So and that happens a lot in our industry. You know, it may not be a matter of 24 hours, but. A lot of people come, you know, to agencies asking for something that they need in one or two weeks or a month for, you know, something similar. And, you know, he could have at least, like, even if, like, he was, like, not excited about the work, you know, he could have at least just said, thanks, I I know this was hard for you guys. I Mm -hmm. know you gave your whole weekend day or whatever, you know. That's what made it worse, right? Because he didn't say that. Like, thank you for your effort. Yeah, he said this work sucks yeah. and we're like you, you guys are like and then we got escorted out <laughs> <laughs> hey make sure they don't steal anything on the way out yeah. <laughs> make sure all my houdini books are there <laughs> make sure none of my dis- my houdini books disappear yeah that's terrible <laughs> well um, and also um, one thing another thing too is like another takeaway from that is just kind of knowing what you're doing before you actually try to do it because if we were to just be like hey what does he want versus just like you know jumping in head first maybe we wouldn't have you know gone through with it yeah it's important to you know in that case we could have done a simple 15 minute discovery phone call to make sure that we were the right people for this thing because maybe if not maybe he would have had time to find someone maybe not but at least we could have avoided the situation altogether wow well, this has been a very interesting life lesson that don't 
don't go to a strange location with David Blaine in New York City if he calls you. Yeah. So, <laughs> Magician's lairs are very definitely strange places. My, <laughs> definitely changed my opinion of him. <laughs> well, uh, you know, that's there's something to be said there for sure. I mean, public image is not always the, the yeah. same image that yeah. they really have behind the scenes there. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And one, one other thing that just popped into my head is don't underestimate or don't undervalue the time, like your time. Your time. Yeah, especially on your weekends. You know, it means, it should mean a lot yeah. to have that time. Yeah. Every time that we have ever approached um, uh, a potent, like a situation where we say, oh, we're, we want to do this for someone out of the kindness of our heart, or we're going to do this free work, or we're going to do this on the weekend, or we're going to do this at night. It's always, more often than not, it bites us in the ass because people really just don't appreciate something that's free, I don't think. I mean, actually, now that you think about it, can you think of a time where some work has come to you in that setting? Like you had no idea, hey, I need you for a day. Come, Come do this right now. Can you think of a time where it actually did work out like well, you know, like isn't it just sort of like uh, unavoidable to fail? If I think so. You know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, and I, you know, a lot of I'm, I'm sure a lot of freelancers that come from places like the creative group or whatever suffer from that because <clears> they're <throat> they're just put on site out of nowhere, out of the blue, on for a day or two, you know, and they they don't have enough time to really look at the problem. They're just executing or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if there's no strategy or anything like that, like no, like this is, you know, experimental, like there's no experimentation of like discovery and understanding the problem and then understanding why all of these first ideas are not good ideas, (laughs) not good ideas. And then, you know, how do you, yeah, man, that's just someone that looks at it that way, though, from the client side is it's a red flag, right? Because they don't appreciate the, you know, the practice of design then there's no way you're going to get anything good from them because someone that understands design, they understand that there's going to be time for ramp up and time to for discussion and, 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 a, and a process to whittle it down. Had David Blaine looked at this a little bit differently, he could have taken the things that we did and took them to an actual artist, saved mm. thousands of dollars on getting real things done using our work as the discovery artifact. Right. Um, you know. Well, there you have it. David Blaine excellent street magician (laughs) terrible creative director and product manager (laughs) oh that's funny alright guys that's episode 10 (laughs) thank you bye bye today's episode is brought to you by Pingboard an employee directory that will supercharge your team Today's best companies use Pingboard to help their growing team continue to feel small. The Pingboard company directory lets your team learn about each other in a way that's fun and engaging and ensures that they'll always have important info about their team wherever they are. With Pingboard, you have one place to organize everything about your team, from private employee data to shared photos, contact info, and fun facts. Now with the Pingboard vacation calendar, your team will always know when someone's out. With a few taps of the Pingboard mobile app, anyone can share that they're working remote, sick, or that they'll be in Belize scuba diving next month. Show your team how much you love them by trying Pingboard out for free at pingboard.com.